Hello, this is Roy Lilly. Well, look, I'll bet you a shilling you've never heard of Etienne Uzak. Well, I suppose if you're a former student of the London School of Economics, maybe he was a student there. But back in 2005, Uzak and his mate Jonathan Davis decamped from Europe and set up in New York City. Uzak was a business strategist and Davis a writer and coder. It all started to happen for them around 2012. By 2014, they'd recruited the former news editor from Bloomberg and later the executive business editor of Huffington Post, and who was later replaced by the deputy managing editor of Reuters. Top draw talent. Their product was news. Their vehicle, the International Business Times. The vision to move the international business focus away from being US and EU centric to global. It's a success story. The International Business Times, IBT, offers news, opinion and editorial commentary on business and commerce and has become one of the world's largest online news sources. They get 40 million unique, unique visitors to their website each month and they claim a 90 million readership. Their revenues are probably well north of 20 million. They're credited with a number of scoops and firsts and in the vanguard of a coalition to stop fake news. They publish five editions in four languages. Now, there are many online newspapers and some are little more than vehicles for advertising. Indeed, in some, it's difficult to find the news. IBT has the belief that good journalism brings readers and they've won many prestigious prizes to prove it. Well, what's all this got to do with the NHS? Well, as you can imagine, to compile the items in the right-hand column of my e-letter, I monitor all sorts of news outlets. My editorial policy? Well, look, if it interests me, it goes in. Thanks to IBT, I've made a discovery. Nowhere else can I find this story. In the tumble dryer of events and news, you may have missed the fact that they, whoever they might be, have decided that the NHS's 75th birthday will be celebrated. Break out the party hats, bunting and cupcakes. They seem oblivious to the fact that party is probably on the list of banned words in Whitehall these days. But never mind, as part of the celebrations, the NHS are giving the kiss of life to initiatives and ideas, some that emerged from the COVID pandemic, including... A range of, I'm quoting now, a range of volunteer activities that will be introduced to support health and care services and improve patient, the patient experience. In particular, one called the check-in and chat service. Check-in and chat. What is it? I didn't know. But here, here it is. There's an explanation. Listen to this. Volunteers will provide a listening ear and, where appropriate, help patients explore positive changes they could make in their lives, for example, to connect with others, become more physically active or learn new skills or to volunteer, and will signpost to other services and support in the community. It's IBT's journalist, Sadana Yadav, that tells us, and I quote, GPs, pharmacists and other healthcare workers have now volunteered to make friendly phone calls to vulnerable and lonely patients via its check-in and chat service. Really? I thought GPs and pharmacists were busier than a mosquito in a nudist camp. 
Look, I know loneliness is crippling, it's debilitating and a step towards depression and despair, and this is important. We should encourage it and support it. It's part of what's called micro-volunteering. Micro-volunteering. Some micro-volunteering support networks have actually been evaluated and are linked to a really good report in today's e-letter. Despite some lack of clarity as to the role of volunteers, a bit of a tangle with some of the early app systems and a call for more local rather than national information, the flexibility appealed to volunteers, but with some reservations about volunteer fatigue. Can they sustain the COVID effect that inspired us all to think about neighbours? Well, maybe is my conclusion. Quoting from the evaluation, it says there was a very large number of people who saw their willingness convert into no activity at all. This is potentially a missed opportunity to build volunteer capacity. Well, there is an appetite to volunteer. Matching it with demand seems to be the issue. This is all good stuff, isn't it? It's about individuals, neighbourhood, community, local, around the corner. It's just a pity I had to discover it from an international business website with a global reach in a story from an Indian journalist based, I don't know, somewhere. It makes me think there's something NHS comms is doing that's not quite right. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and I hope we'll speak again soon. Bye-bye.